Hi, Liz. How are you? Good, Nat. How are you? Well, it's spring, so um, I'm here in Melbourne, and I was saying to my kids yesterday, if we were bears, we've actually had the perfect winter. Yeah, you can poke your nose out of the cave, <laughs> have a good stretch. <laughs> and, so, uh, back in. <laughs> not ready yet, snow, no, but um, yeah. But otherwise, all good and uh, doing lots of interesting stuff in this um, digitisation of learning, which is really exciting. Yes, yeah. So we are, um, yeah, we're working just so everyone knows what we're up to. We've got, um, we're working on a workshop, which will be um, launching in October and then we'll run at intervals after that, but perhaps we could talk a little bit about what the workshop's about, Nat, so people know. Well, the workshop is, a, it's helping you enter this space of digital transformation. So it's a day where, um, for 20 years I've been in learning and probably a good 15, 10 years I've been in IT, uh, e-learning, I suppose it's been called. And I just, I spend a lot of my time now, particularly with COVID, helping people come up with a strategy of what they want to do. So a lot of people have said, oh, we're going to Zoom or we're going to build storyline modules or some people don't even know what they're going to do. They're just literally stuck. So it's a day of saying, let's think about what is your strategy? How does digital transformation fit in? What do you want to do? So the morning is a bit of thinking and then the afternoon is doing. We're going to create some content and have a go at this and you'll go away with a bit of a strategy and it and and the how as well yeah and i think that's really good because i mean as we're veterans both of us of a gazillion workshops and training days and there's really nothing like the applied learning and actually doing it in the session and walking away with it and seeing seeing what's possible like it's a totally different experience so that's that's definitely what we want people to have is yeah and we're gonna i mean yesterday i saw someone saying you can't do day workshops online well I, I agree and I disagree so we're not going to just sit in zoom all day and just try and do 20 breakout meetings and overflow it with online interactions live people no matter how interesting will get bored with that so it's going to be a real dip in and out you go off and do some stuff come back in and um, a day of having someone help you through it really so a bit of talking a bit of activity but a bit of oh, quite a lot of doing Yes, um, yeah, fantastic. I'm always a big fan of So, yeah, that's quite exciting. We've never done that before, but it's something I really find I'm doing more and more every day in my life. So um, it's going to be, I think it's October the 26th. The details are on the website. Um, yeah, okay. So we're all, whether we like it or not, everyone's digitally transforming. <laughs> yeah, and I think this is great. I, I think um, this has been coming. I don't know what's been holding us back, um, making things more accessible to everybody. Yeah, well, I think it's getting the most out of the technology that's available. And, and it's a real thing with innovation is, is that we've got these amazing tools, but there is a gap between the, the learning or the ability or the confidence to try it and, you know, making these really effective in workplaces because the tools are there. It's just, it's just getting the confidence to use them. Yeah, well, what's it, but even the consumer, if we think of the consumer as the learner, they're already doing it every day on YouTube. You don't have to. I mean, Google came out with a study this week and, and that's what it's saying. It's saying that learners go to videos to learn something. People, human beings are going to videos to learn things. Well, it's easier to show than to tell. <laughs> it is, but also you're not going to ring up your teacher on Saturday and go through something with them. So there's a, it's always blended. But And at work, often we need it now. It's not, we do the training and then six weeks later we actually have to apply it. You need 
we the reality is that's what we do as human beings. So I think um, it's time we caught up and listen to what they want, and it's good. Absolutely. Okay, so let's talk about what we've been doing this week. Um, and the purpose of these weekly webinars that we do are really just an informal chat and and to kind of talk about what we're doing in a way that's helpful to people because the whole purpose of the Vidversity product and our ethos is to make online content creation accessible. So they're kind of our accessibility stories, right? Yeah, and they're, they're about <clears throat> sparking your imagination thinking outside the box. And, and I think this week was a really good one because, Liz, you had a client who said, look, they want to build some online content and they came to us and we're sort of video-centric and the first thing they said is we don't have a video. Yes, yeah, so, and, and that was really interesting. But what they did have was a really fabulous podcast and um, the podcast is, uh, it's, got a great, it's got a great sound to it. It's someone, someone talking and telling stories. Um, but the voice is really engaging and the content's fabulous, but it's just audio. So um, required some creative thinking, but we, we spent um, just a short time yesterday and we now have a seven minute video with the voiceover and um, we can talk through that process of how we did it. Now, yeah, well, a couple of things. The... One is I loved working like that. So one of the things I'm finding in COVID, it's quite lonely i spend i'm either on a zoom meeting or then work on my own so yesterday what liz and i did is just opened up zoom and sat there for a few hours and worked as we would normally work side by side so that was nice i really enjoyed that that was fantastic and i uh, actually that was my re reportable incident at dinner when we talked about our day and i thought how it was really productive and we worked really well together and it was so much more enjoyable. Yeah, I went through fast. I, I, I think we did three hours and it felt like 30 minutes. So um, it was just a really a reminder that we are social beasts and, and um, meetings are not always the only way I want to interact with human beings. No, no, exactly. And it, and it wasn't a meeting. We were genuinely just working, working collaboratively but also side by side. So... Yeah, so we, um, nice option. <laughs> yeah, well, one of the things, so we, we sat down and one of the things, we know animation is quite a, a thing that's quite, a lot of people are looking to animation to create videos. But I worked with one client last couple of weeks and they're building an animation with an animator and I know it's going to be fabulous and it is something that needs to be, it's, it's sort of more for an induction training. So, but for 30 seconds, it's nearly $10,000. Yeah. Know, and it's still... There's a hurdle. It's a quite a lot of storyboarding and time and effort. So you've got to weigh up return on investment on something. So that will be fine because they're launching a whole new way of doing things and it's their philosophy. So that makes good sense. But if you're just building something that's going to be have a short shelf life, that is not a return on investment that's acceptable. So what we did, Liz, well, you can go through it if you want, yeah, so we um, it, we really just had to overlay the audio that we had with some matching images. So we decided to match the style of the material that the client had provided, which was really um, kind of a little bit quirky and it was um, kind of cartoon style, I guess, or vectors as <laughs> graphic designers would call them. Um, so just by listening to the audio, we were able to match images to, ma to, to make that a much more engaging experience for the person um, listening to that material and watching it and also creating video content that we could then adapt to Vidversity. So we use the platform called, I can never pronounce it. I think it's Movavi. 
So it uploaded the audio into that. And that's just an audio line, so a timeline. And then what we did is we went to a royalty, um, it's called, we use 123 RF, any royalty provider that, so you're paying for your images. And then we, we had some issues with sizing with the images. So we use them, put them in PowerPoint. And so they are all the same size and then just put the images across the timeline. And they're really cute. They're little animations. So we could have little bubbles popping up and um, images to really reflect it. Sometimes just text, save it as an MP4. Then we upload it to Vidversity where we can start adding quizzes and, and it's chapter one. So say they've got five podcasts, we can make five little videos. Each one took about an hour. We'll take that now, I suppose. And you've got this really interesting new way of doing things. And I did one this morning just for us to have a look at. So <clears throat> this is in Muvavi. Um, let me know if you can see that, please. Yep, I can see that. I'm just going to share it again, make sure I've turned on the sound. Yep, all good. So in Muvavi, so, um, and if you're listening to the podcast, feel free to contact us for, if you want access to this. Um, we can give you the link. But the way Movavi works is that's the audio there as a timeline. And then I've just plonked in images all along there. And then what was... Uh, now, just to let you know, I recorded this this morning as a sample, recorded on my phone, and then uploaded that audio. So nothing sophisticated. And then you literally just add media files, which are images, and plonk them there. And you end up with this, which I think is quite cute. So you want to make some educational videos but you haven't got the equipment the time knowledge and you don't really know how to make a complete video so maybe you think what i'll do is i'll record some voiceovers and add some images to it that's what we've been doing at adversity with a number of people using it might be their podcast it might be something they've recorded on their phone it might be a zoom meeting and they've just taken away the audio and then they've added some images to it, saved it as an MP4, uploaded it into Vidversity, chapter one done. So this can be a really great way to create educational videos at a really cost-effective, agile and fast way. So that just gives you a sense, I'm still, you can see, I still haven't even timed out the videos yet, but you can get a sense of, that was film with my, oh, record my voice with my phone at my desk. In the background, I can hear my daughter. So it's nothing sophisticated uploaded some images, now we've got an MP4. Now, why would that be useful? People who don't want to be in front of a camera, people who are not comfortable filming, so they're not feel really comfortable with lighting and equipment and it feels overwhelming, just record your voice and add images to it and next minute you've got yourself a really fabulous little video that's quite, uh, I, I find them really engaging. And then using Vidversity, we can really bring it alive as an educational piece. Yeah, so we'll, um, after this I'll, Go into the one we built yesterday, add interactions, questions, quizzes, um, and it'll be an interactive module by the end of the day. So it's, it's just it's fantastic. Um, the other hack I just um, was reading about for Mac users, and I assume there's something for other standalone PCs, but there's a, there's a plugin called Soundflower. Um, and I, I don't, I haven't tried it yet, so I will, will check it out, but it allows you to, um, record where you would normally record say a screen presentation and have your external microphone recording so if you're in QuickTime um, this allows you to make the uh, input audio within the computer so I can then record 
if I play that podcast, that becomes the recording for the audio. So it means that I can be running the PowerPoint and, and the audio and that's my video. The only shortcoming with that is um, matching time with images, which would be trickier. But if you just wanted to add some general images to enliven an audio, five minute of audio, that'd be a really great way to do it. And it's, um, it looks like it's about 10 minutes to set it up and then really easy to run. Awesome. So um, it's just a, I, I think it's just a, a really nice thing. And what, what I loved was yesterday we sat down and went, right, we don't have a video and they want us to create something. So we were able to come up with this um, really new, nice new way of doing it in a simple way. And again, d deciding what's the output, what do we need, the quality and, and how often is it going to be referred to? But I actually loved what we came up with and I think it was really a really nice experience. Yeah, that was fun. And it's fun to solve a problem and um, it's fun to make something much more engaging than it was in the beginning. So that was yeah, good. So I used Mavabi was the editor there and then I used, um, I got some images and then I put them into uh, PowerPoint and saved them as a, a .png. Yeah, I think, I think we could, uh, again, for Mac users, I think iMovie would have the same functionality, which would be really straightforward. Like this is kind of entry level um, editing for people that are up for the task. Yeah, that's that's the whole point. We're not trying to make something for um, Steven Spielberg here. No. And I don't say that jokingly. I mean, that's what the Google study that came out this week spoke about. It's It doesn't have to be a still Steven Spielberg production, but it has to be good content still and delivered. And one of the things that was really fabulous about that podcast is her voice is phenomenal. Her voice is phenomenal and it's real storytelling learning, which is what I love. So, so as she's telling stories, we're able to match the image with that story. And it's, yeah. it's fantastic. Now, another thing that got me really interested in the last few weeks is I have, like everybody who's going out of their brain, trying to do something. I've started, I'm up to 112 days now, my Duolingo um, streak, which means I've been trying to learn French for 112 days. Um, and if you've listened to the previous podcast, you'll know that my French is still appalling. But what got me thinking is when I just have to just choose an answer, it really is a lot of luck involved. So a multiple choice, there's a percentage that usually there's four, it's going to be a 25% chance I'm going to get it right. Often people write the answers so obvious. So it might say something like, what is a cat? And the answers are tree, book, cat, and house. And I can very quickly, easy find that. So I got, and then what I started to realise, the ones that I dread but probably learn the most from are where they say, how do you say cat in French? And I've got to type it in. So I started doing a bit of research around this and there's quite a lot about it. And there's a guy by the name of Donald Clark um, who speak, he's written a lot about this and says really in online learning, one of the most effective testing is fill in the gap. So that is where you ask the learner, you don't say today is and then you give them the choices Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday. You say today is and they've got to fill it in. So I've been really interested. It seems a really simple testing mechanism, but it's right. You have to know the answer. You have, you have to, to know. There's no guesswork. There's no guesswork. You've got to know how to spell it. You've got to know exactly the context you've got to get it right so that's what i've been working on in the product this week because we're really about an education product we're not just a video editor we're all about making videos for education 
So I'm deep in testing today. We've built a fill in the gaps and I think it's going to be a really great feature, but I think as learners, it's going to push people a bit more. So you'll be able to get some serious, serious testing, not just because I do love multiple choice and, and even true and false. A lot of people say, oh, they were really easy. And I go, yeah, but one of the things when we're learning is we're watching a video or we're doing an into something. It's very hard for our brain to filter out what's the most important. So just by having a quiz, even though it was easy, it's just a little trigger to your brain. This is a, something that's key that I've got to remember. So it just might embed it a bit more. But fill in the gap, I think, is um, quite interesting. So that's what Duolingo's done for Vidversity. I've uh, now launched that new, we'll be launching that in the coming days. Gee, we had that back in um, high school in our textbooks. Yeah, I we did. Yeah, well, German and having to write the word in the, in the exercise book. So... And it is the hardest when you think about it, isn't it? So, online version. So another great week. So thanks a lot, Liz. Always good to share our stories, and it's um, we're always happy to chat with anyone who wants to talk about different ways how. Because um, someone coming to us saying, "Can you build me some online learning? I don't have a video, nor do I want to make one," was a challenge. And I think we we made a video from what we were. Yeah, we made a video, and and um, yeah, I can't. I'm really busting to get stuck into the. Um, to build the module out today. Cool. All right. Have a good afternoon. Okay. All See right. Bye. Next week. Bye.